What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. I was hoping to be able to combine the uh, Matt Campbell's weekly press conference with Tom Manning and John Haycock's weekly availability from Wednesday night, but the recording uh, of Coach Haycock and Tom Manning uh, is not available for whatever reason. The folks up at Iowa State didn't get that posted, which is okay. So we're just going to hear from uh, Matt Campbell ahead of Saturday's game against Kansas down in Lawrence, a 2.30 kick uh, from Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, with the 4-0 Jayhawks, let's hear from the head man himself, break down the Jayhawks, what he sees from KU quarterback Jalen Daniels, and much more right here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. What has Malik done so far this season to, to kind of impress you since he's been back the most? And where have you kind of seen the most growth from him, especially since his you know first year here? Yeah, you know, I, I think Malik is certainly extremely talented you know I, I think one of the things for him is consistency of staying healthy which has been the challenge you know I, I think you know got dinged up right at the end of fall camp um, you know really had a great fall camp had a really positive spring and then you know I think one of the things for us was you saw on Saturday it's really the first game I would say he's truly played other than the Clemson game you know, that he's truly played for us. And so, you know, I thought there were some real positives. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, if he wants to be a guy that continues to be a mainstay right now, but man, I think that guy can certainly help us. He's a high-end tackler. He's a big physical body. Um, you know, he's a great young man, and I only think he's gonna continue to get better. He's just young, and he needs to go play and continue to play football for us. But I think length, ability to tackle in space, you know, obviously athleticism, all those things check the box and certainly his process and continuing to grow within the defense it's going to be really fun to watch his career continue to blossom thank you and then this will be a little bit similar to dallas but i, I guess this morning uh coach leipold said similarly that you know iowa state is a program that they're looking to emulate what do you think of you know hearing something like that and what does it kind of mean to you again as he says something like that about you guys here yeah i i, I think again you know i think for Coach Leipold and myself, I think we both have come up a very similar way, and I appreciate him saying that. I, I think the the reality is, you know, certainly his path and our path here, our staff's path, it's very similar. I mean, we're, we're Division three coaches. We've worked our way up from the ground up. Not many people can emulate what we do um, because we didn't. They haven't gone through the journey that we've gone through, and so. You know, I think that's why we knew they would have great success, you know, and, and you know, they have done a great job already. Um, and it's not this what we do is not rocket science. So, you know, I, I think it takes the right people to align programs the right way. And I think they have a very similar background and a very similar pattern to what we have had in our journey. So, um, again, I think there's a lot of respect between both programs. Man, what's going on in the excuse me, what's going on in the Big 12 and what's what's been the reason yeah you know I, I hasn't it been that way really honestly Randy I think if we really look back the last couple of years I mean top to bottom I think this this conference you got to play everybody which uh, I think the rest of the so-called big conferences don't do that um, number two I think the uh, reality is you know a lot of good coaches a lot of good quarterbacks uh, you know I think teams that have invested in both sides of the football and are trying to be complete football teams and you know I think when you get that you get a lot of parity right now and you get a lot of really good teams and I, I said this a year ago and, and I think even before that is you better bring your A game or you're going to get beat it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you're at it doesn't matter what it is you got to play a football to win win football games and 
you can play B plus football and still get beat right now. Um, so credit to I think credit to everybody in this conference. For Kansas particularly, I think well, I know Kansas was still roster wise a little bit reeling because of the whole Weiss situation. The NCAA rule, the change of the rules. How is can how do you think that's benefited Kansas? You know, more scholarships, um, um, the whole portal thing. They've got what nineteen depth chart guys yeah. out of the portal. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I that's a great question. I, I think obviously, boy, we can look around college football and and know how teams reshape their roster this year, right? I mean, you saw teams. I'm not going to name the teams, but totally reshape a, a entire program. So. Um, you know, it, it just it is what it is. It's the new age of, of college athletics. And, you know, I, I think anytime you can certainly get your team back to 85 scholarships immediately, I, that's a benefit. You know, it's something we had to work through for the first three years here. You know, we weren't at a full 85 until our third season. So, you know, that that's a challenge. It's unique. But, um, you know, I think anytime you can have 85 scholarship players in your program to start fall camp, you know, obviously that is something that is a, a huge positive for anybody building a team. How do you approach your guys' preparation for Kansas's run game? I, you know, obviously it, you're going to have to do a great job in terms of being alignment and assignment sound. You know, I, I think one of the things that is positive for us is there were things from Saturday that we didn't do very well, and it started with kind of our discipline of our eyes. And, you know, I, I think this group is going to challenge every facet of that. You know, I, I think what they do pre-snap to what they do post-snap is they constantly put your eyes and your discipline in con conflict. And, you know, we're just going to have to do a great job of doing that. You know, the growth from last week to this week for us is going to have to be critical for our success. What has worked in your guys' run defense through four games? Um, you know, I, I, I think when we have played well and consistently in those areas, you know, I, I, it does go back to that. I, I think we're gap sound. We have gap integrity, and we certainly have our eyes where they need to be, and our fits are, are really good. And, you know, again, number one, they've got a, an, an outstanding quarterback that's going to threaten that on every play. And then number two, what they do with the different motions and the different type of scheme, um, they, they challenge you. And so um, credit to them. I think they've done a great job of putting their offensive kids in great position to be successful. Matt Daniels, their quarterback, since he became the starter, he seems to personify winning. How would you describe what 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 he's about? You know, it's funny you say that, Rob, because I, I, I said to, I think, our staff this morning, one of the things that's probably so impressive about him is you look at him and you're like, man, I want to be around that kid. You know, as a coach and as a opposing coach, you know, I think how he carries himself, how he plays the game, um, you just have a real appreciation for him. You can tell the kids believe in him. He believes in him. He's having fun playing. Um, and, and I think, again, the credit there has to go a little bit to, man, you do a great job of putting your players in position to be successful. I talk about that all the time in our program, right, players, formations, plays. And I, I think that's what you see is you see a young man that has certainly has talent and he's being put in great position to use his talent, and he's enjoying playing the game, and he's putting his team in great position to have success. And MJ Anderson, for you, a guy navigated through some things, obviously, in Minnesota, maybe some injuries, I think, but what's he showing you now on the field? Yeah, I, I think one of the, 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 the real joys of what I've watched in terms of, you know, MJ got here, and you guys probably don't know this, you know, I think came in, um, 
had started working out right away and just elbow wasn't right and had gotten injured in Minnesota, you know, kind of felt like our best interest was to have surgery. So, you know, missed the bulk load of spring practice, really all of spring practice for us, but we got that taken care of right away. And, you know, one of the things I really have enjoyed about MJ is he loves football and he really goes to work at it. And even through that journey of getting back healthy, it's been a real joy to watch his process. I mean, how he works, how he goes about his business. You know, he had a great summer. He was back to full strength by, by June when we were back here. And man, he had a great camp. And I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's been interesting. Game one and two, he was so close to making some plays. Man, he's right there. And game three and four, man, he's making some big plays. And I think you just consistently see him getting better and better and better. And I, I think he's got a really bright future. I think he's got a chance to be really special. And um, who he is on top of it has fit us greatly. And just really proud of certainly what we've seen so far and excited to see where he can go and take this, take his ability. But uh, so far, it's been a great journey for us to have him in our program. What have you seen out of Kansas's uh, Jalen Daniels? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think very similar to, to a little bit of just what I talked about. You know, I, I think uh, a guy that's extremely confident, uh, you know, a young man that has got elite athleticism, his ability to, to really challenge you every time the ball is in his hand. And, you know, as soon as you think, man, he's just going to be a runner, um, you, you know, you'd be false. I, what is he, 19 for 23 last week? And his efficiency to make you pay in the passing game and, and has done a great job of it. So, uh, again, to me, just a, a very confident football player and a guy that can challenge you every single time the ball's in his hands. And then compared to the past years of Kansas teams, what sticks out to you differently about this team that they might not have had? Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, to me, it, it's hard to kind of quantify where it was, but you know, I think again, I, I you saw this coming. You know, I, you know, we played them last year, and man, you saw a really good football team on the verge of be, becoming really good. You know, and all the pieces, tailbacks, offensive linemen, tight ends. You know, you saw some of the guys on the defensive side of the football, and I think most of those guys that we played against a year ago are all back. Um, and you know, you, you see a, a group that was really kind of getting put in place. And you know, I know for Coach Leipold, it was hard because he got there late. Um, and you saw that group kind of evolve. And then by the end of the football season, man, you know, obviously they have a big win on the road at the end of the season. And, and I think just a, a group that was continuing to be put in place to be very successful. Yeah, last week we talked a little bit about kind of the mental lapses that led to some of the penalties. And you mentioned here, you guys really have to be disciplined um, this week. How do you go about that during practice and your preparation? Is that something that can be addressed in drills? Or because it's a mental thing, how do you guys go about addressing that and correcting that? Well, I'm not, I'm not so worried about our discipline. You know, I, I don't think that's an issue. I, I think some of the issues that, that we had were youth issues in the game of, you know, where we were maybe just a hair off in terms of, man, how we fit in our scheme, um, some of the fundamentals in some critical moments. Those were probably the biggest challenges to what happened on Saturday where, where you know, I really felt the game came down to, you know, the third quarter and, and we had regained the momentum and overcome some other people's challenges and had the opportunity to maybe grasp the game and, and we let that slip. And so, you know, I, I think for us, those are all things that, man, what a great opportunity to learn from, great opportunity to grow from. And I think it's as this football team continues to evolve, you know, can we sink back and learn from those that quarter and really take it forward with us?
couple of questions. Uh, one on Jake Remsburg and Cartavius Norton. Is this the week that Jake gets back in there, do you think? And then Cartavius, he saw a few snaps early in that game. Was he just not really ready to go yet, or was it more a function of you wanting to get Jirel more work? Yeah, I, I think, obviously, I would just say they're both back. Um, you know, they were both back last week. You know, I think we're trying to navigate both of those guys coming back the right way, but both guys are back and ready to play. We've all seen what, <clears throat> seen at least from Clare up there or wherever we are, what Will McDonald goes through each each game. What can he do to, you know, overcome overcome that? Because that's why it's going to be the rest of the year for him, I assume. Yeah, you know, he just got to he just got to play football. You know, again, I, I I'm not. I overcome, you know, I think for Will, he's just got to continue to grow. You know, there's some things, you know, he had two penalties that are real penalties, right, that happened on Saturday. Um, and so those can't happen. And, and then on top of it, you know, I still think Will has such a huge effect on the game. I think he's playing really good football. Um, you know, the, the little discipline things that happened on Saturday probably were my greater concerns, not where is he or what are they doing schematically? Because again, as I've heard Will say multiple times, man, if there's going to be three guys on Will, then there's going to be a lot of opportunities for the MJ Andersons and Isaiah Lees of the world. So, you know, I, I think again, you know, we continue to move him around, put him in spots to affect the game. But uh, man, I, 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 for Will McDonald, I'm not real concerned about him. And I wasn't meaning yep. know, in, in any of that. Um, um, oh, in that, in like along that same vein. Um, Kansas has only given up one sack, I believe. Um, what what do they do that's that's allowing that? Well, I, I think the biggest thing, and, and we hit on this a little bit Saturday, is you know they have played pretty much in rhythm to how they would want to play the football game. You know, I, I think um, number one, I think they get rid of the ball with great efficiency. The ball's getting out of his hands. It's not a lot of drop back passing. Man, it is quick. Get the ball out of his hands. Get the ball in space. Um, you know, I think uh, again they played from ahead uh, a lot. I know the West Virginia game they were down, but quickly got themselves back ahead in that football game. And I think that certainly helps you play in a system where you know you're kind of put the put the game and the flow of the game in your hands, not um, in situations where you got to sit back there and hold the football for a long period of time. Uh, Matt, <coughs> Matt, the. Uh, you have Big 12 best in takeaways. Um, is there is there an art to that? Is that luck-based? Is that something you teach? Like, how do you approach kind of the takeaway aspect of the defensive side? Yeah, you know, and, and if you would have if you would ask that question a year ago, we would have would not been there, right? You know, we were not great there a year ago, and I I don't think it's certainly luck-based. I think it's things where you know, again, it goes back to you practicing it, identifying it, and then trying to do a great job of putting our guys in position to allow those things to happen. You know, I, I, we work on that every day in practice. Um, you know, it's something for us that we take really seriously because we know the, you know, the impact it has on the football game. But, you know, I, I, I would say so far to the credit of our kids is we have been in position and we've made the plays. We've, we've drawn back on the fundamentals that we've worked in practice and we've made some of those plays. Now, you know, we weren't able to make a play on Saturday in that regard. And, and you saw, you know, the difference in the game maybe was the turnover battle, you know. And so I think all those things for us, when you live in our margins and you live in the margin for error is thin, 
Um, and as Randy said, man, all, everybody's good and everybody can beat anybody. Those are the things you got to be great at. And, and we're going to have to continue to move ourselves forward and continue to be great in that aspect of it uh, for us to be successful. So I think it's a great point. All right, guys. Thank you.